This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Monday, 14 August, year of Lord 2023. Thank you for uh, joining us for the second part of the afternoon show. I want to bring in Dr. Carol Swain. Doctor, you got a new book, but I want to talk about this issue. I think it was in the Washington Examiner, if we can get it up. You, you brought it up. You've been all over uh, ESG and why it's wrong for companies, why it's wrong for the country, why it's wrong for individuals. But you specifically have been talking about, I guess it's Best Buy. Uh, can you walk us through what's this issue with Best Buy and what have you found out in your investigations? Best Buy has been in the news over the last few days because they have a management training program that excludes whites. And my interest has to do with it because the Supreme Court recently ruled against race-based affirmative action in higher education. My new book, The Adversity of Diversity, how real unity training can promote healing in a post-affirmative action world deals with the fact that most DEI, CRT, ESG programs violate the Civil Rights Act and the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution in the same way. And when you look at the left, they use George Floyd's death to really put DEI and CRT on steroids. And a lot of these companies are discriminating against Whites and Asians, whites and Asians are protected by civil rights laws. They're protected by the Constitution. And I think more white people are not willing to tolerate what they tolerated for decades. For decades, many of these programs have existed. People turned a blind eye. And when you look at the civil rights movement, it was to end discrimination. It was about non-discrimination, equal, uh, equal opportunity, recruitment, opportunities and, and compliance with the law. And what we find is that uh, there's a focus on one way of addressing issues. They are discriminating. They're not complying with civil rights laws. And the EEOC, the Equal Employment Commission that was set up by executive order by Johnson, it seems as if they are pushing companies in a direction that um, causes some of them to be more aggressive in discriminatory activities than they have to be. Help me out here, because you've been a you've fought for this for decades after decades after decades, right? And you, you've you've um, you know got an education against all odds, became what tenured at Princeton against all odds, then left, and I think went to Vanderbilt, tenured there. You've been a fighter for this. What what has changed in the civil rights movement that all of a sudden things like ESG, DEI, CRT, that in your view and a lot of people's view were discriminatory and more importantly against the Constitution? What was it in the civil rights movement that changed that had them drop that initial drive to end discrimination and then go to kind of discriminatory policies? What was that pivot and, and what's kind of what's the explain to the audience what's in back of this? 
Well, first of all, I can tell you that uh, when I started my education, there was a lot of outreach, recruitment, equal opportunity, and non-discrimination. And I was able to take advantage of the equal opportunity and the recruitment efforts that were available for people like me. I had an equal opportunity to succeed or to fail. And there were many people that got opportunities like me that failed along the way. And what has happened is that we moved to the DEI uh, regime that's about you know, group diversity, not individual diversity. And they're about group inclusion, but not individual integration into workplaces. And instead of equal opportunity to succeed or fail, it's about equity, equal outcomes. What has changed, I think the progressive agenda sees an opportunity to use the historical um, uh, America's history as a way to advance their agenda. I don't think they care about blacks, members of the LGBT community or women. Uh, they're using black people. They're using uh, people that have gender dysphoria. They're using Americans to advance an agenda that has very little to do with America. And with ESG, they are putting pressure on corporations through their rating systems to implement programs. And so some of the things that we saw during the LGBTQ month came about because of the ESG pressures on corporations. And I think that it's good that there are people filing lawsuits on behalf of stockholders uh, who have invested in companies that have gone off the rails instead of seeking profits, they're focused on social engineering. So that's being challenged, but you find more and more white people who are standing up for their own civil rights and uh, equal protection clause uh, protections. I think this has a lot to do with their children, but also the fact that the country has changed and is changing uh, demographically. In many parts of the country, whites are already a minority. You cannot have racial preferences and the kinds of programs they're pushing today for racial and ethnic minorities when you have white minorities, white people suffering, and you have a, a constitution and laws that are supposed to protect every person. I want to go back to something you said. You said the, the difference in the fight in your days, it was about individual diversity, individual inclusion. You're saying that shifted now under DEI, not just to equity, to outcomes with equity, but to group diversity and group inclusion. What, yes. what do you mean by it? what's the difference between what was fought for originally and what's fought for now? Well, originally there were people and many of them, you know, were white people that were looking for talented individuals. Sometimes they were white people that were recruited, but talented racial and ethnic minorities, they gave us opportunities to compete. We could fail in that system. Many of us did fail. And, um, I am a success story, but it took a lot of work to be a success story. But there are millions of other Blacks that came through that system. And, uh, and so that system has always worked for us. What they have done is really push victimization. They have, have, have indoctrinated generations now of Blacks with the system is systemically racist about what you can't do. Uh, when I came through the system, I believed in America. I was taught that with hard work and an education, you can make something out of yourself. So I sought to get an education. I worked hard. That has changed. And the focus is on how many people you can get of a particular group. 
Look at the Biden administration. Look at the people that they uh, push in front of the cameras. They are never focused uh, on their qualifications for the job. They're not doing excellent jobs. All they want to talk about is their group uh, affiliation, how they identify. And in the case of the Biden administration, it's the sexual identification. And you look at Kamala Harris, you know, America's first black vice president, totally incompetent. There were plenty of, if they wanted a black woman, if they had to have a black woman, they could have found someone who was qualified. But it's all about group membership. And they believe that no minorities are qualified, that we're all inferior, and that we're, and I believe that we're just being used to advance their agenda. Uh, in talking about ESG, DEI, CRT, the critique you make of them, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. You're almost saying when you say anti-American, you continue to refer back to that. Do you think these are neo-Marxist in their uh, in their development and at their essence? These are neo-Marxist uh, policies Absolutely. that are quite frankly against the American. What do you, what do you mean? But then explain to the audience what is neo-Marxism and why is it against the American experience? Well, I mean, absolutely. And I can say that I saw a dramatic shift when uh, Barack Obama was elected president. I, at that time, I was still on the university campus. I have taken early retirement since then, but the neo-Marxism comes out of economic Marxism associated with Karl Marx. Um, most educated people have read the Communist Manifesto, and what they have done is really attack the, the culture, and it's rooted in conflict theory. If you can keep groups divided against each other, blacks against whites, whites against um, uh, Hispanics, uh, heterosexuals against homosexuals, Christians against non-Christian. It's all about uh, keeping people divided and they're doing it as a way to weaken American society. And ultimately, I believe that there are people, it's not that I believe, I've heard this in academia, that there are people that believe that we should be uh, a global one world. And they're trying to bring America down because they don't want any first world countries that are rich. They're trying to make us equally poor worldwide. They're controlling us in ways that were unimaginable. And we see the fall of America. I trace the fall of America back to the election of Barack Obama, the people who selected him. And I believe that we're so far gone today that I'm not encouraged that we can turn things around with any president because it's so deeply rooted. And there's so many people that are blind. They're educated, it's right in front of them. They don't believe in the constitution any longer. They don't believe in all the things America has traditionally stood for. That um, it's, uh, I mean, it's heartbreaking what's happening to America. If it's deeper than politics, you're, say, you're saying, hey, no one election is going to change, turn this around. What then has to happen to stop this and start to reverse it so that we're back to the Re American Republic uh, that you know and love? Steve, I wish I could say that I thought that was a quick fix. But as a Bible-believing Christian, I believe that America is poised for judgment. It may already be under judgment. Maybe that's why Barack Obama was elected. And we have seen evils that we thought we would never see happen in America. It's like the covers have been pulled back. We actually see what our government is doing. 
it seems like we are powerless to do anything about it. And, you know, as a Christian, I want to say if there was a another great awakening, if there was a spiritual revival, maybe things would slow down. Maybe there would be some uh, uh, some reversal. I'm not sure anymore if it can be turned around. But I do want to encourage people because I don't want to not encourage them that as those of us who believe in a, in God, an almighty God, we continue to pray. We continue to hope for the best, but don't be a fool. Uh, we have allowed the government to be taken over. We have allowed great evil. We have not spoken up. And that's why we're in the situation we're in. We did it to ourselves. Uh, we did it to ourselves. You do say, though, one of the things you've been talking about is the law of unintended consequences and that a lot of the CRT, DEI, ESG has made, you're saying, white people and Asians wake up to the fact that about their own rights. Explain that to me, right. that that this that what they've done may have an unintended consequence, whereas people before never really thought about this at all. Now they're, they're and particularly when you see something like Best Buy kind of up in people's faces, particularly young people, you, you get kind of an awakening that way. People start thinking about, well, hang on, I never thought about that area of rights before, but now well, I will. Steve, what, what do you mean by that? I can tell you that those kinds of programs have been around for decades. But what has changed is American society. And I think that more and more people are seeing how it impacts them directly. And there are many um, white people, like back in 2002, when I wrote my book, The New White Nationalism in America, there were white people who were saying that discrimination is wrong. It's wrong to discriminate against anyone. White people are being discriminated against. And they felt that they didn't have any recourse. And the reason that book was titled The New White Nationalism in America was because there was a white consciousness that was arising and it was coming about because of the identity politics and the multiculturalism of the political left. It was causing white people to think about themselves, their inability uh, you know, to celebrate their heritage. And so I warned back then that white interest and white consciousness would be the next phase of identity politics in America and that we needed to move away from identity politics. And what has happened now is that white people are suffering just like all Americans are suffering. We're all suffering together and people are very aware of discrimination. And I think most Americans, whether you're white or black, you know that it's wrong. And with CRT and DEI, how it entered the classroom and white parents had their children coming home crying about their whiteness or trying to um, change their skin color. They were ashamed of who they were. I think that that was like a, a bridge too far and that that has been part of the awakening. It certainly was part of what stirred Moms for Liberty to action and some of the other mom groups across America. It was because of what was happening to their children. And so the left has really awakened a giant because people are not willing to tolerate what they tolerated, you know, since the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement was supposed to bring about equality under the, under the law. Uh, and that was the initial goal, but very quickly, and it wasn't just Democrat administrations, but also uh, Republican administrations like the Nixon administration, they pushed towards the racial preferences and the quota system. And you know, these things are bearing fruit. But the turning point for where we are today, I would say, was 
George Floyd's death and the decision of the left to not let a crisis go to waste of the progressives. Talk to me about, uh, before I talk about the book, the Best Buy, what exactly they're saying in the, in the role of an organization that most people may not really, they've heard the initials, but don't know really how powerful they are. And I think you've shocked people with just saying, hey, it really wasn't a law. I think it was an executive order by Johnson, the EEOC. Where do you see their hand in all this, ma'am? Well, first of all, I have not heard Best Buy respond to the attacks involving their management program that excludes white people. They're training new Best Buy managers, but they're not training any white people. When I did research around that article, I noticed that in 2018, they signed an agreement with the Equal Employment, um, EEOC um, Employment, <laughs> Equal, U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC. It's been around for a while, and that agreement itself will probably be their defense. Uh, same with Starbucks and various other companies that have aggressive DEI programs that discriminate against whites. They're going to point to EEOC. And EEOC is actually pushing um, these companies in ways that cause them to violate the law, the Constitution. And I think the Supreme Court will have to rule on this. They probably did a consent decree. You're saying almost something behind the scenes didn't announce it, but cut a deal with EEOC. And EEOC, the government's the one you think that's driving them to these programs to exclude whites? I think that since uh, the Biden administration, you know, it's just been blatant discrimination at a level that we never experienced before and people are pushing back. But, yeah, I think that their defense will probably be that uh, they signed some sort of consent agreement. I have not heard them make this argument. But again, I did my research. 2018, they signed an agreement. Uh, that agreement should not allow them to set up a management program that excludes every white person. And so I'm glad that people are pushing back. Talk to me about the new book and what motivated you. You're pretty busy. Uh, what motivated you to take the time out to, to write another book? You're, you're one of the most important and influential writers on the right, and particularly about American history and about the Constitution. What, 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 um, what motivates you to write this book and find the time to write it? Well, because of the uh, debate around critical race theory and DEI, that I've been involved in for the last couple of years. But I mean, five years ago, I started a book that diversity training was all wrong because I saw how it destroyed organizations and corporations and often caused them uh, to lose their top personnel because someone you know, made a statement or someone gave a donation. Uh, and so I was interested in the topic but this book, 90% of it was written before the Supreme Court decision because I anticipated the fall of affirmative action. I knew that the court, if the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause meant anything, if the Civil Rights Act of 1964 banning discrimination in employment and in various programs, if that meant anything, that they could not continue to allow discrimination to take place against whites and Asians. And the same reasoning that was used to strike down race-based affirmative action in higher education, I believe it also applies to DEI, CRT programs in government as well as in private corporations. 
also believe that there is a better way. And so the book um, talks about my own uh, affirmative action journey because I started college in the 1970s. That was when affirmative action was very much around. I was an honest student. I graduated magna cum laude from a four-year college while working full-time. I never wanted to be seen as an affirmative action hire or affirmative action pick. I never liked affirmative action. As an undergrad, I wrote a paper in 1983 criticizing affirmative action. So this has been on my mind for a long time. But in this book, we look at DEI in corporations, organizations, higher education. We look at George Floyd's death and how that was used. And then I conclude with a chapter on a better way. And it's a short read. Uh, I would encourage people that are interested in this topic, you know, to go out, buy the book, order it from your local bookstore rather than through Amazon, because um, the local bookstores are the places where it matters the most. Is it is the correlation, what's still 80, 90 or 88 percent of African-Americans vote for the Democrats? Are we going to see any change to this policy before you see a change in that? Or is the change that does the African-American community have to awaken to the fact that these policies are hurting them and, and not benefiting them individually? Um, well, the, well, Steve, does that ha is that come first or the politics? The last data that I saw and I haven't looked at recently was that black people were deaffiliating with the Democratic Party that the maybe only 80% were identifying as Democrats. They were not necessarily identifying as Republicans. It doesn't mean that they became Republicans, but the enthusiasm for Democrats, uh, I believe it has waned, that it will continue to wane. It, and again, it doesn't mean that they're gonna become Republicans, but it does mean that more of them are becoming aware of how Democrats have used them and have not really benefited the, their communities. In fact, I would say that there's and, and been a regression. If that's, I mean, if that's the case, because these policies are backed up by Democrats, if you ever got down to 80%, even if, if African-Americans didn't flip over and vote for Republicans, that would be the end of many of these uh, Democratic, uh, uh, you know, the Democratic Party hold on the African-American community. Do you, do you anticipate that'll happen within your lifetime? I do. And I believe that the fear tactics that Democrats use, they always come up with some type of, of story to, uh, to create fear in the black community right before an election. You can always anticipate that they'll do it before an election. It will involve the demonization of a Republican such as Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or whoever they think the Republican Party lean towards as a nominee. They would demonize that person or they would take an incident and play it up. And just like George Floyd's death, I would argue that incidents are happening around the country every day, that the left always has some in its back pocket that it can play up. And they have plenty of people, whether it's women and Me Too or Black people uh, decrying uh, victimization they can always trot out a story that the media will run with and use that for political advantage. I believe that black people as a whole are seeing through this and that you will see more of them not fall for the same tricks that the Democratic Party plays. 
Uh, Dr. Swain, how do people get to your uh, how do they get to your writings? Where do they go for your website? You've got a history site up. You've got books. You've got analysis articles. You're you're one of the people we go to first here in the war room to understand all this. I want to make sure the entire posse knows how to get access to all your content. Well, I can tell you that I'm still active on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I'm on Getter and True Social. And so on Twitter, I'm posting all the time. So that's one way that you can find out what I'm thinking. I tend to be very transparent. And my website, <laughs> <laughs> one of the websites where you get most of the information is BeThePeopleNews.com. Instead of We The People, it's BeThePeopleNews.com. And then you can always Google carolmswain.com. Dr. Swain, thank you so much uh, for being on with us today. I think this uh, you've laid this out so people can start to understand it. We'll drive everybody to take a look at the book. So thank you very much, ma'am. Appreciate it. Thank you. One of the real leaders in the thought leaders of the MAGA movement. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to get Ben up here in a moment after the break. I, I want to I, I wanna say a few words. I don't know if Memphis has it can put up, but well, I've got about a minute here. I want to talk about this. Mitch McConnell, this is going to lead into Ben. We had Ben Burkwam and um, Oscar over in Ukraine. Uh, Ben's going to drop a bombshell on you about a new study that's been done about a corruption. But this piece in Politico this morning that started the week, and Politico is very strategic about what they push out because they want to drive the narrative for a week. It's about Mitch McConnell. It's about Mitch McConnell's maniacal focus on stopping the Trump movement. America first, MAGA, and particularly President Trump. But it's deeper than just President Trump. They want to stop the entire start, entire movement. And the battleground they've picked is Ukraine. Uh, what they want is a complete, the complete neoliberal neocon program around Ukraine. And they're maniacally focused on it. And they are very focused on taking out President Trump. Also, at the Hill at the same time, the smart Republicans are understanding, unless you bring all of MAGA, to the table, all of it, impossible for Republicans to win. You have to have a massive turnout of the Trump voters. So we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to do the interlocking nature of American politics, the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Treasury, what's happening in Ukraine, the defense companies, and maybe even talk about a little of the corruption in Ukraine, maybe a little seepage from the system or shrinkage, I think they call it, shrinkage in the system when you're running retail. Okay, short commercial break. Ben Harnwell from Rome, next. Every day, the parallel economy grows bigger and bigger. It's powered by everyday Americans who are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every product they consume. Big mobile companies are no different. For years, they have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it. Because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative, but there is. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone. Keep your number. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number. 
878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. Remember, stop giving your money to people that don't support your values. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVID 
www.tuttletaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I want everybody to get up to speed on what's happening uh, in the world's capital markets, how it affects your finances. Go to um, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Make sure you get the uh, the end of the dollar empire, the pricey. That's a summary of what we've done so you can get ready for what's going to happen next week in um, in uh, Durban, South Africa, as we reported. Make sure when you go also get uh, Philip Patrick and the team and ha- walk, have them walk you through why the central banks of the world in 2022 sent a record for buying gold. 2023, they're breaking that record for buying gold. Make sure you understand that. And make sure you understand the process of de-dollarization, because that's the process we're going through, de-dollarization of the world's economy. Not going to happen immediately, but that train's left the station because of the uh, the disaster of the American political elite and the Wall Street oligarchs and the tech oligarchs. One of the central players of that is Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell's the one that did the omnibus bill. Mitch McConnell's the one that had 19 as Republicans sign on for all the Biden spending programs. All of this... Spending could have been stopped if you had real patriots in the Senate under uh, under Mitch McConnell and obviously in the House. But the House at least is putting up a fight. This entire article this morning was how he's totally focused on stopping Trump and stopping the America First movement. They also he also lies about it. America First movement is not not isolationist at all. But we're not the world's beat cop. We can't be everywhere. We can't be spread off hell's half acre. And we can't have these massive commitments to underwrite the security for places like Europe or the Middle East. These are very wealthy nations or very wealthy monarchies. And they got to start underwriting themselves also in the Pacific. But there we face the Chinese Communist Party. And it is a existential threat that we're threatened by. No mention of that. It's all about the Ukraine. Ben Harnwell, you've done, you and Poso Combined, it's just been amazing. Walk me through where we are today, and particularly, it's starting to come apart in Ukraine. It's quite obvious about this. This is why McConnell and these guys are doubling and tripling down, because they got to do a triage right now. Walk me through what you got for us today, Ben. Well, talking first, Steve, uh, and good evening to you. Talking first about this political article. For me, the I mean, Mitch McConnell um, incarnates the, the uni party, and it's philosophy, not a political philosophy, it's a, it's a grift philosophy of using the US Congress to siphon money out of the back pockets of taxpaying Americans and sending them to causes around which would be Mitch McConnell and his colleagues in the GOP and, his, and on the opposite side of the Democrats, around which their clients, um, inverted commas, can then receive that money. That is the operation of, of Congress. It's nothing to do anymore about, about protecting the, the interests or bettering the lives of, of taxpaying Americans. It's about to extract the maximum amount of money that you can without creating a, a revolution and give back the, the least in services that you possibly can without creating a revolution. And the gap between those two parameters, they sift it off and they give it to, to themselves and their friends, which is why every, every graph, every measurement shows this, Steve. It's why people with over the last 10 years, people with hundreds of millions of dollars have become billionaires. And everyone at the, in, the, in, in the bottom decile now has to work two jobs to be able to arrive, um, if they can find one, um, to the end of the month. 
it, it, it's, it's an appalling system. And talking in Ukraine, I think the reason why they're so gung-ho here, it, it's about, it always comes back to the money. How? Well, look, we know that, Sam, we know this because he said it, Sam Bankman-Fried said this, that in the midterms in 2022, he, now people will think that I'm talking about him, that, I, that I'm making a mistake here. And I mean to say um, uh, that, that he himself said he was the, um, second or third largest benefactor to the um, to the Democrats. I don't. I mean, he actually said he was the second or third largest benefactor to the Republicans, and I am sure he was donating um, equally generously to the Democrats. How was he doing this? Because all of the money that was going through, some of the money that was going through, excuse me, um, from the United States to Ukraine, was then being converted via the FTX exchange. And um, this is all, this is all, a, this, this isn't conspiracy theory. This is absolutely known, right? It was the Ukrainians were, 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 were running it through the FTX. The commission that Sam Bankman freed was taking on that exchange. He was then giving it to both parties in the elections, right? Why does Mitch McConnell have so much power in the Senate? Why is it so difficult for other senators to challenge him? Or, or, or even more difficult from, for outsiders to come into the system and, and, and to challenge the way things are done. It's because he has, he has the Senate, Senate leadership fund, right? He, he can make or break a Senate campaign. Um, so he controls, you know, once, he, once you have the, the, basically the means of production, let's call it like that, of politicking, you hold all the strings. Now, the founding fathers never envisaged a system that, was so, that would become so corrupt as the current system is in, in the United States. But it's absolutely clear. All you need to do is follow the, follow the threads long enough, and you will see that it's all one gigantic kickback system. Right. I, didn't, I didn't mean to, to, to start off with, with the political thing, but I think it's so transparent and obvious what is going on. Um, it's a great opportunity to be able to just dig down on that for a moment. So if Memphis would be very kind and pull up the first article I'm going to talk about this evening. This is a, in the European Conservative. Disclaimer, I, I am on the, the, the editorial board of, the, of, of, this, um, of this magazine, and everybody should go to it. So if I can just quickly put a plug in, go to the website. They have fantastic... But, but, it's one, but hang on, hang on. In saying, in, hold on. in saying that, it's one of the most renowned publications in Europe and particularly on the right it's it's got a stellar reputation right so I just want to make sure it, just because our Ben happens to be on the board I wouldn't be involved, I, I wouldn't be involved with it Steve if it, if it weren't stellar you know that so here's yes. a, a great yes. article um, here's a, a great, it has a stellar reputation you're absolutely correct um, and they're touching stuff uh, that the mainstream media isn't interested in it's on lockdown you know that, 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 that they don't want people knowing so I'm just going to read the opening line of this, this article here. A new study conducted by two Ukrainian institutions has revealed that over 75% of Ukrainian citizens believe President Vladimir Zelensky is directly responsible for the pervasive corruption in the government and military administrations. That, Steve, is absolutely astonishing. Um, and it would... Obviously, full stop. Uh, ho, 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 full stop, full stop. This guy has been sainted by the uh, Biden administration. that will give you as much as you want for however long you want. That's what comes from Joe Biden's visit. Every member of the senior military, all the senior, you know, from from Chris Christie going over there and kissing his ass uh, to all the Democrats, except for some of the ones that leaked a couple weeks ago. 
Democrats when they got briefed that the uh, spring offensive wasn't going, and particularly the media, MSNBC, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, all the uh, Washington Post, all of Hollywood, right? All of uh, Davos and slobbering all over them. I need you to repeat that and repeat it slowly, sir, about the Ukrainian institutions that did this and what the Ukrainian people think, not what War Room or the War Room Posse thinks, but or the MAGA right, but what the Ukrainian people think. Hit, Go from the top and hit it again. A new study conducted by two Ukrainian institution, institutions, two Ukrainian institutions, Steve. A new study conducted by two Ukrainian institutions has revealed that over 75% of Ukrainian citizens believe President Volodymyr Zelensky is directly responsible for the pervasive corruption in the government and military administrations. And you know, Steve, you know what's most fascinating about that? Ukraine is a country with no free media because Zelensky ha- has banned all, all, all free, free media. He's now in all, all state television, he's, all newspapers. He's commandeered the lot. He's commanded, he, he's, he's, commanded, he's, um, he's prohibited opposition political parties. So he, he and his crony oligarchs are the, they're the sole means of communication and information. And yet still... 75%. So in fact, it's technically 77.6% of the Ukrainian people believe he is directly responsible for the corruption. Contrast that, right? Contrast that with the, the, the uh, with an equivalent, a, a notional, theoretical equivalent poll conducted in the West. You know why? Because even though they have, in Ukraine, have um, abolished the free press and abolished the other political parties. We're more, we're more brainwashed by pr- propaganda here in the West than in Ukraine. That's the astonishing thing, I think, about this, this um, statistic. The Ukrainians, of course, have to live day to day with the reality that they see on the ground. We're kept in the West totally in the dark. Steve, that is an astonishing indictment, I think, not only of the Zelensky regime, but it, sh- it throws, I think... Demands no, no. questions it's and not, it throws. It, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. A, it's not an indictment of the Zelensky regime. We know that the Ukrainian people know it. This is an indictment on the Western media. This is an indictment on the party of Davos. This is a indictment on Brussels, on Lund, city of London, on NATO, on and particularly the escalation powers in the United States. Joe Biden, the entire. I mean. You had a couple of MTG, Bobert, a few others saying we need to have an audit. Remember, the, 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 because too much of the money is being stolen, even after you came up with the, the Financial Times article, I think it was almost a year ago, in August or September. The Financial Times huge investigative study said uh, the cities of Europe are getting so dangerous because of American weapons, advanced uh, small arms going into Ukraine that are being siphoned off by Ukrainian politicians, military and gangs and sold to the gangs of Europe and the streets there. are They've never seen uh, a catch of weapons like this. All American weapons. This has been willful blindness. We know that they are stealing the money. The Ukrainian people know the steal money. The controversy of the last couple of days. And I want to make sure that Burkwam did it broke this on Friday on the show, but it, it kind of leaked out. 
when the Democratic congressmen went on their codels, these congressional delegation went to the codels to it, over a lot of them went to Ukraine because they want to come back cheerleading. Hey, we got to hang in there because we know the war room and the MAGA rights going to try to shut down. It's um, going to try to shut down spending when we get back after the break in September. It's going to be a big deal about the appropriation bill and passing these budgets. They were the ones that leaked to the CNN immediately when they saw how bad the uh, spring offensive was. The central thing of the spring offensive, and they're blaming it on, oh, we didn't get F-16s, the tanks hasn't come, all this. It gets back to one thing, that the training programs were not good enough because they didn't have enough time. And guess what? We've seen this before in World War II in Normandy, where it took us 60 days. The British Army under Montgomery that had won in the Desert Rats had won in North Africa and the U.S. Army, even under Patton, or even before Patton got there, but but struggled. Why they struggled? They weren't. They didn't have enough time to train these young men in combined arms, which is quite complicated. Uh, the same thing has happened in Ukraine. We've thrown them into the battlefield to fight a maneuver war, right? A maneuver war against the Russians. And guess what? It's the battlefield commanders are sitting there going, "We can't do this anymore. Why can't we do it? We're u- losing our best young men." And where did that come up to be a uh, an issue? With this recruitment scandal, where first the head guy in Odessa was fired by Zelensky because he took $5 million. Who did he take the $5 million from? He took the $5 million from the parents. The parents trying to save their sons because they understand they're going into a charnel house of which we have argued from the very day this war started. The parents now are, the world is an efficient market. First thing they teach at Harvard Business School, the world's an efficient market. And you're seeing market efficiencies in Ukraine, the parents are paying to save their sons. And now Zelensky goes down there last week, understand he's got a massive problem because a lot of young men are not going to the battlefield. He fired the entire apparatus of uh, he fired the t- entire apparatus of the recruitment in Ukraine. And he's quote unquote saying, hey, if you can't straighten this out, I'm going to send you to the battlefield because you're all taking bribes and you're putting the money in Spain and you're buying huge real estate over there. This the corruption's in their face. The Ukrainian people are living this. Think about it for a second. All the sacrifice they've had, all the human sacrifice they've had, all the women and children are dead. The cities look like Dresden. The young men are dead to the fact that they're finally revolting against it. And the, and, and they do a study, which people in the United States go, what? 75% of the Ukrainian people think, what? In modern politics, it's like 5149 is a landslide. 75% of the Ukrainian people say that Zelensky, Zelensky is the reason for the corruption and the head of the corruption. Oh, and by the way, because the Americans and everybody on MSNBC, the lovers of democracy, right, have shut down the press, have shut down the churches, have shut down the opposition parties, have delayed the uh, the uh, the elections. So they've taken every force of democracy out. And now we're left with the Ukrainian people telling you through a, a poll that, hey, this guy's corrupt and that corruption is all through his administration on stealing arms and selling it, on taking money so certain privileged kids don't have to go to the front where the, uh, where the peasants still have to go. This is not going to win. And we are the drivers of the escalation. The question has to be, why are we escalating? Why are we there in the first place? It's not a vital national security interest. That's known. But they don't care why the elites in the United States, why the elites in Davos, why the elites in Brussels, NATO, the city of London, Wall Street. Why are everybody now 
bound and determined to escalate this war, Ben Harnwell? Because they, they're, they're making money out of it. It's, it's sadly and tragically as simple as that. And as you just pointed out, Ukrainians don't have the means now in order to, to change their government's priorities because, the, 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 as you say, the, the parliamentary elections for, set for autumn have been cancelled, as has the presidential election itself set for the spring of next year. So Ukrainians have no choice. They, you know, they, they, can, they can try to leave, as, as you remember, 18 months ago, something that we were talking about, you know, leaning a bit on, on, on the, the now disappeared Gonzalo Lira's uh, on the ground journalist this, journalism. He's yeah. saying that, that, that millions of young guys are, are fleeing over the border. Yeah. And the Western yeah. press was saying yeah. they were fleeing the Russians. And he was there on the ground saying they're not fleeing the Russians, yeah, they're no. fleeing Zelensky. They don't want to fight. They're going to fight because it's not a fight. It's a slaughter. It's not a fight. It's a slaughter. Ben, we got to bounce. I want to save the rest of it for tomorrow. Uh, what I want to say is this. Go to Politico and see what Mitch McConnell has decided. This is his last stand. He's picked this to go after America first, to go after MAGA and particularly go after Donald Trump. Good luck, Mitch. I tell you what, Ben, we'll send his uh, we'll send that poll from uh, the uh, the European conservative. We'll send it over to his office. I want to thank you. Where do people go to get all your information and all your uh, all the information you're putting up on all your appearances here. Okay, start off with warroom.org, then principally Getter. Tap in, there it is at the bottom of the screen there, Harnwell. Tap in Harnwell into the search box for my profile. Uh, on which, if you if you go to this the, this video, which will be uploaded on my profile, uh, follow the link of the video through to Rumble, and I'm going to upload there the Politico link and then the European Conservative link as well, so you can study those two important articles at your, at your leisure. Thank you so much, Steve. God bless. See you tomorrow. Mitch McConnell doesn't make the CCP a priority, but we do. Make sure you go to jacemedical.com right now and make sure don't let the CCP get strategic advantage over you on your medicine. They control all generic medicines or 80% of them. They control 100% of active pharmaceutical ingredients. Don't let it change your life. What you do is go to Jace Medical right now and check it out about how you can thwart the strategic advantage of the Chinese Communist Party in your uh in your health go check it out today okay john pride my old kentucky home this is an honor of the great folks of the commonwealth of kentucky in a great state uh unfortunately uh mitch mcconnell is from there but hey and overall in the in in the grand scale of things kentucky is one of the greatest states in this unit the commonwealth of kentucky john prime my old kentucky home Well, the corn tops right and the meadows in the bloom While the birds make music all the day Weep no more, my lady Oh, weep no more today We sing one song for my old Kentucky home, for my old Kentucky home far away.
Well, the young folks roll All around the cabin floor They're merry, all happy and bright By and by, hard times will Come knocking at my door Then my old Kentucky home Good night Weep no more, my lady No, weep no more today We sing one song For my old Kentucky home For my old Kentucky home far away You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. Canadian wildfire smoke has blanketed the United States, reaching as far as our southern states. And with wildfire season in full swing nationwide, toxic smoke is threatening our health. EnviroCleanse is military-grade air purification that's now available for your home. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty in breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That is how you keep your family healthy. And this is why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And only EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air or you get your money back. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use code Steve for 10% off your EnviroCleanse air purification unit. You'll also receive the free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings. Now visit ekpure.com, ekpure.com, code word Steve, ekpure.com, code word Steve, take action, use your agency. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. 
You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.